Father, thank you for bringing us together today to hear your word on how to hear from you. We ask you, Lord, that we would open our spiritual hearts and ears to receive what you have for us today. We thank you, Lord God, that we're going to hear from you and see your goodness and your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray and all agreed said, amen. amen. Well, you know, we're supposed to hear from God. Did you know that? It's a part of the promise. In Hebrews, it says that all will know them, even from the least to the greatest. Well, how do you know somebody if you can't talk to them? Amen? Isn't that part of a personal relationship? Shouldn't you be able to talk to someone? You know, I know when we had our son, we, we were raising him, and he was so cute, and he was cuddly, and he was climbing the stairs and everything, and, you know, doing his whatever, you know, babies do. And I said, I just can't wait. So he's able to talk so I can hear what he's thinking. Then after he started talking, I said, oh, I don't want him to talk no more. <laughs> but God wants us to talk. Isn't that good? He listens to us, even when we're crying and complaining, asking him, why, Lord, why? Why are you taking so long? He still wants to hear us. He still wants to listen to us. And so God's been talking to his people ever since the beginning, Adam and Eve and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all the way down the line, Moses, David, then in the New Testament, Peter, James, John, Barnabas, Cornelius. He talks to his people. Did he all of a sudden stop talking now and now we can't hear him? No, he wants to talk to us. He has a desire to talk to us. So we're going to go through a little journey these next four weeks, and I want to thoroughly convince you and show you and lead you in a way that you will be hearing from God even starting today. Now we're going to start in uh, John chapter 10, but I want to give you a little preface about John chapter 10 because Jesus said that he was the what? Good shepherd. He, yeah, he's the way. There's a lot of things he said, but one of them was he said he's the, he's the, <laughs> he's the good shepherd. Now why would he say good shepherd? Why didn't he just say shepherd? Well, because there were some bad shepherds. <laughs> in Christ's day, believe it or not, shepherds stood on the bottom rung of the Palestine uh, social ladder. They were the riffraff. They were the wanderers from flock to flock just to get a job, just to make some money. Yeah, I'll take care of your sheep for you, buddy. <laughs> then they go out there and you don't know where they went. Well, I don't know. Are they watching the sheep? I don't know. They had such a bad reputation, they could never hold a, a, a political office. Their, even their testimony was not admissible in court. Can you imagine that? I, the shepherd saw me do it, oh, it doesn't count. <laughs> because they were just, they're hirelings, you know, they would just go from flock to flock. And if the wolf came, what would they do? They split. I'm, I'm not doing this, I'm not putting my life out for this. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Now, the bad shepherd, they had low-level skills. All they had to do was just sit there and watch the sheep, right? And, and stand out in the, in the fields and watch them eat. And if they ran out of food, you had to you know, graze. You had to move them to another place. If they were going to go over a cliff, you had to stop them. If they flipped over on their back, you had to turn them. These sheep are not that smart. They, they really are not. Now... We read in, 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 uh, in the Old Testament, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And I used to think that was so nice. Isn't that so sweet? We're the sheep. Then I found out the sheep are not that smart. The, the, have you ever seen a sheep in a circus do a trick? They don't do tricks. 
Everybody else does tricks. Lions and tigers and bears and birds and dogs and cats and everybody's doing tricks. Sheep, they're just, <laughs> just eating, that's it, you know. I had a friend that was a bird trainer and he said, I, I said, how do you get these birds to do these uh, tricks? He says, well, actually what we do, we just find out what they do naturally and we make a story to, you know, put them into the, into the routine. So if a bird like goes and, and wants to get seeds out of your pocket, well, they do a little scene and story and, and the bird, you know, goes in and gets the, the seeds. So, so sheep, they, there's nothing you can train them to do. So they, they, they eat. Now, a little more history on shepherding is when they took them uh, out of the day. I mean, they're with them constantly, day and night, all day long, just hanging together. And so when they went, they would, the, sheep would call, the shepherd would talk to them. So they would take them into the sheep pen at night. And they didn't have to brand them or mark them or anything because in the morning when they woke up, they'd just call the sheep, okay, come on, it's time to go. And the sheep would follow them. There was other sheep of other shepherds that were in the pen, but they didn't have to mark them because the sheep knew the voice of the shepherd. Amen? Do we, are we sheep? Do we know the voice of the shepherd? And the shepherd would nickname them or, or call them by names. They would call them uh, grumpy and sleepy and bashful. And s no, that's the wrong story. That's the seven dwarfs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Ernie, for catching that. <laughs> Let's look at the real story, okay? Let's look at John 10. <laughs> there was sleepy and dopey and bashful and sneezy. But the Bible says the Lord has given us a name. Did you know that? A name that befits us, and we're going to find it out when we get to heaven. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at this in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So we are sheep. We're supposed to follow the good shepherd, the voice of the good shepherd. Is that not right? Let's look at this next part of that, John chapter 10. When he has brought out all of his sheep, he goes ahead of them. We're supposed to follow Jesus, not be ahead of him. Okay, Jesus, I'm going to do this. You're you with me on this? I'm dating this guy, okay? I hope, I hope it's okay. I'm... I'm going to say, and the, and the single women said, amen. <laughs> I'm going to take this job. Uh, okay, Lord, bless me in this job. Well, you don't know if, if the job's going to fold. You don't know if they're going to relocate. You don't know if they're going to get a new man. You just, the Lord, no, follow the, sh the shepherd. Follow him because they know his voice. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know him? The Bible says we do. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Let's look at the picture here. There he is, day in, day night, day and night, following the sheep. There you are right there. You see yourself right there? 
<laughs> okay, one more slide. One more slide, please. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Let's look at the next sheep. There he is. There's Jesus now. So the Bible says that his sheep know his voice. This is the Bible. This is for real. If we're a sheep, we are supposed to hear his voice. Now, there's three things that is contained in that. Let's look at the next slide. It's inherent, it's learned, and you mature in it. What do I mean by that? That means, you're inherent means you're born with it. When you're born again, you're born with the ability to hear from God. He wants to talk to us. He wants to be, have fellowship with us. It's hereditary. It's ingrained. It's intrinsic. It's a part of who you are. You don't have to try to hear God. He wants to talk to you, but you just have to get on that frequency. You know, there's, there's voices going out all over here right now. If you had a transistor radio, you could find out the ball game. You could find out uh, music. You can do all. God is talking to us. We just have to tune into that frequency. And, and get in line with him. You ever have a, a, a station that you listen to on the radio, uh, in your car, on the radio, and then you, wanna, you go inside and you try to put it on your little transistor and it doesn't work? So you take your transistor out to the car and you turn on the car again and then you try to find it. And that's what we have to do. We get the word of God, we put it on the inside of us, and we try to tune in and have a frequency where we can hear from God. Because God's going to talk to us in his word. From his word, he's going to speak the words that will direct us. There's this one pastor, he said, you know, I was crying out to the Lord. Lord, speak to me. Lord, say something to me. Lord, talk to me. And the Lord finally spoke to me. I said a lot of things in the Bible. Why don't you start reading the Bible? And then you'll find out some things, and then I'll show you some other things after that. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> We're looking for a voice from heaven to say, oh, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, do good unto those. We had a lady come to our, our Bible study, and uh, her husband was not letting her uh, go to another church. He doesn't go to church, but she, he didn't want her to go to another church. And, and so she said, what do I do? I said, just do something uh, that he least expects, or do something that he really wants you to do and you've never done before. She said, okay, I can do that. She says, I'm going to, I said, what does he like you to do? I said, she said, well, when he comes home late at night, uh, I usually go to bed at 11 o'clock, and so I just, uh, you know, I could stay up and talk to him. He really likes that. I go, okay, try it. So she stayed up, and she cooked him something, and she talked with him, and then the next day, she, he calls her and says, can I uh, take you out on a date? She texts me. She goes, I don't believe this guy. I go, it's the Holy Ghost <laughs> working in the hearts of people. But he needs us to do something, right? When you hear from God and you do it, God will reward you. Amen? Amen? Amen. So I learned that with my mother. I had to do things that, I, that she never expected me to do. She's asking me to do them all the time. So when I started doing them, she started saying, there's a change in you. What, where are you going to church? What are you doing? And that's how she was drawn in to knowing that uh, the Lord was working in my life. Praise the Lord. 
So it's inherent. You're born with it. It's hereditary. And then uh, it's learned. And you say, well, why do you need to learn it if it's born? Because it's natural uh, for a child to, when they grow up, to, to talk and to listen. But you have to teach them things. You have to teach them grammar and words and, and sentences and, uh, you know, how to write. I'm still learning how to write. And, you know, as, as I'm taking my master's course, you have to write a different way. But, you know, it's a learned thing that you have to learn. <laughs> Funny story about this. this uh, one pastor was talking. He said his, he was teaching his child about letters before he, they went into preschool. Can you imagine this? You have to pass a test before you go into preschool. So they put all these letters out there, and they wanted to see if you could recognize the A, B, C, Ds, and everything. So they put them out there, and they said, okay, uh, what are these? <laughs> and the little boy goes, uh, those are consonants. <laughs> Sign him up. Okay, put, <laughs> get him in. <laughs> He learned some things, amen? We got to learn how to hear from the Lord, amen? <laughs> and then we have to be mature after a while. You know, when kids are growing up, they say whatever. Kids say the darndest things is what Art Linkletter's show had, right? Like you got these boys, these little kids are four or five, and they say, Grandma, how old are you? Why do you have all those wrinkles on your face? Son, don't say, you don't tell, ask grandma her age. You don't t talk to her about her wrinkles. You have to mature. You have to say things, right? My mommy and daddy don't like you. <laughs> we never say that. We never say that, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's, so it's inherent. You're given the gift. You're supposed to be able to do it. It's natural. Right? But we have to learn how to hear from the Lord. And don't feel bad if you miss it a few times and you don't get it right. A lot of people get it wrong. But that's okay. You hone in. You learn it. And then you mature in it. So let's look at the way he talks to us. First is the written word. The Bible is the written word. And it's good for us to read it because the Lord is going to speak to us from his word. Amen? I can remember when, <laughs> when my wife and I were in a little discussion, you know, kind of weren't seeing eye to eyes when we first got married, and so got a little heated because, you know, she didn't see that I was right. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to leave the premises right now. <laughs> I'm going to go for a little drive, try to cool off. And uh, so as I'm driving, the Lord says to me, in James, it says, uh, only the doer is blessed. Are you going to be just a teacher of the word, or are you going to be a doer? I said, well, I'll, I'll be a doer, but not right now, okay? I'm a little upset right now, and it's just not going to... Again, he says it to me. Are you going to be a doer, or just a teacher only? I said, I'm going to do it, but I don't have it in me right now to do that. Anybody been there? And so, the third time he says to me, and I knew I was in trouble then, are you just going to be a hearer only or are you going to be a doer? I, okay, I'll be a doer, but I, I just, I'm just going by faith. I don't really know if I can do this, but I'm doing it because you said so. Well, he spoke to me in his word. 
He spoke to me the word of God that if you don't put it on the inside of you, he can't speak it to you. You're just going around doing whatever you want to do. There's no direction. In, the, in, the, in Isaiah, it says there will be a word that will speak to you. Go this way, go that way. Yes, Amen? Yes. He, he'll speak to you through his word. And then there's the spoken word. That's the rhema. That's when he speaks to you in your heart. I've heard ministers say this. I've done it myself. Now, you put the word in and in. You meditate. And then as you're walking, it'll speak to you. The word will speak to you to do whatever you're supposed to do. Like Jesus, when he's being tempted by the devil, the devil says, is it not written, you know, that you can cast your foot upon the stone and the, and the angels will lift you up? And then Jesus said to him, yeah, it says that, but it also says... Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So he had a contradiction to his, the word that the devil, you know, the devil knows the word of God. He'll, he'll quote it to you too. Shouldn't you, uh, did, did God say that you shouldn't, shouldn't touch any fruit in the garden? He said, Eve was getting confused. I don't know if we could touch it or not. I think we're just not supposed to eat. He talks to you. If the devil's talking to you with the word, shouldn't you talk to him with the word and trump him? Amen. Amen. So there's, there's three ways that you, you hear his voice. It's the audible voice, the inner voice, and the inner witness. So the audible voice is that booming voice that you hear from heaven. You don't really, it's in the room. You go like, wow, who's speaking right now? That's only happened to me one time, and it's usually when you need correction. How many of you want that kind of correction? That means you've gone too far. <laughs> that means you, you, you weren't listening to the word of God. You weren't listening to people tell you that you're, you're wrong. And then so circumstances will come your way. You ever been there? You know, like you see a, a sister on your job and she's messing up and you're telling everybody, she's messing up, bad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not her. <laughs> you know, she's really messing up though. Do you know what she did? You won't believe what she did. But what does the Bible say? It says, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest you be tempted. Right? And then, then you'll get someone to tell you you're doing wrong. Say, you know, you shouldn't be saying that because, you know, they're trying their best and maybe they just don't know exactly everything you know. And then if you still don't heed, guess what? Circumstances hit you. Then all of a sudden it's you now that are making the mistakes. What happened? The Lord turned it around. According to the, you didn't heed to the word of God. Now, in a personal story, there was a time when we were first married. All these stories are like past. <laughs> when my wife accidentally left her keys in her car, locked herself, locked her keys in the car. Anybody ever done that? Every, has anybody not done that? Good, Brian. Okay. You, you had a bicycle, so I don't think that... <laughs> <laughs> so she locks her keys in the car, calls her husband, myself, and I come down, but I have to give her a little lecture, of course. Now, honey, you have to be careful, you know, be, you know, try to focus in and, you know, don't get too hurried with things, don't get too rushed. You've got to concentrate, you know, be focused, okay? Yes, yes, husband. <laughs> then a week later, I go to start my car. Ah, my keys are in the car. 
Hello, honey. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, can you come pick me up? I don't my keys in the car. <laughs> so, the, the audible voice is when you're doing something wrong. I've had that happen to me one time where the Lord says, Oh, boy of little faith. In other words, I was ready to do something I wasn't supposed to do. He was tired of it, and he spoke from heaven, and I felt like a voice in the room. I felt like a devil was on my shoulder, and I kind of like in the spirit saw a, spirit, a finger of God just hit him and knock him down, knock the devil down. I go, whoa, that was something. That devil was on my shoulder. He was, he was you know, talking to me. I had one minister said when he was living not for the Lord, the Lord told him, what do you think you're doing, and how long do you think you have? That's pretty serious. He said he was just going up, the, he was in the Navy, he was just going up one of the stairs, and the Lord spoke to him that. What do you think you're doing, and how long do you think you have? So the audible voice is not something that you want to hear all the time. That means you're not, you're not doing very good, okay? The inner voice is that voice on the inside of you that... It's, it's not something that you would say. You don't know where it came from. It just kind of just talks. I don't know how to explain it. Just ha that's happened to me like 10 or 12 times in my life. One time we were at a men's, uh, we were going to have a men's breakfast, and I was praying in the beginning, in the morning, and the Lord spoke to me. I, he said, I want to hear my men praise me. Okay, all right, got it. So I went to the thing we're having, where everybody's eating and having a good time, and I went to the pastor, I was the assistant pastor, I said, the, the Lord spoke to me and said he wants to hear us praise him, the men to praise him. And he said, well, we don't have our praise worship leader here. We got our third string guy. I'll go ask him. So I'll go ask him, I go, hey, can you sing a couple songs? He goes, uh, I'm not really prepared to do that, but sure, I'll do that. So he gets up there. Sure enough, and this is the thing, this is what you don't do. You don't get up there and say, well, Pastor Chuck asked me to, to sing some songs, and I'm not really prepared to do it, but uh, I'll just, you know, wing it, and we'll just go on, and we'll just see how it, the, what's going to happen. And it's, I, I'm sitting there going, just sing the song, okay? <laughs> so guess what? As soon as he opens his mouth, the Holy Spirit came and just touched all the people. Everybody dropped their forks, got up, lifted up their hands, and praised the Lord. I want to hear my men praise me. Amen? That inner voice. And then the uh, other one is the inner witness, where you just think that you're supposed to do something. You ever been there? You're sensitive to the Lord, and you want to tell them, well, should I tell them about Jesus? I don't know. When another pastor was telling me, he said he was at a restaurant and he felt the Lord was telling him to tell the waitress to invite her to the church, his church. And so he said, okay. So he asked the other waitress who was covering because I guess she went on a break. He said, where is that lady that was uh, waiting on us? And she said, well, she's taking a break. Okay, so they paid and they went outside and then he, the Lord spoke to him again. Not a voice, not a booming voice, just a just a nudging. Tell her about the church. Okay. So he went in there and he said, uh, is that lady back from her break yet? No, she's not. He says, I got something very important to tell her. Do you mind if I just 
tell her in five minutes. So they called her out, and he said, I know you're busy, I know you're on a break, but the Lord told me to tell you that he wanted me to invite you to our church. And she started crying. She said, we just moved into town with my husband, and we've been looking. We didn't know where to go, but we told the Lord, Lord, if someone would tell us of a church to go to, we'll go to it. And so she was, you know, made the connection. Now, now here's the thing. If the Lord keeps prompting you that way, and you keep ignoring him, is he going to keep talking to you? He's going to say, what's the use? Don't talk to them anymore. But when you get sensitive and to know that the Lord is talking to you in one of these three ways, audible voice, inner voice, or inner witness, you'll be better off. You'll be following in the Lord. Now, we're going to do this exercise. I'm going to, this is something we're going to continue next week, but there's three, there's um, four ways on how to hear from God. Let's look at them. First is set an appointment with God, a place and a time where you can meet with him. I mean, we, we make appointments with all kinds of people, people that we don't want to meet with, we, meet, we make appointments with. Be still and know that he's God. Calm yourself. It's so easy to get distracted. There's so many things going through our minds and going through our, uh, our lives. Pray and read the Bible because the Lord is going to talk to you through the Bible. And then this last thing is listen and write. We're going to do this again next week, but we're going to skip to this part. Because, see, that's the way the Lord wrote the Bible. He wrote through men that sat down, were still, worshipped him, and he spoke to them through, through them, and they began to write. This is the number one way to start hearing from God. And when you start doing this, day after day, you'll find that you'll be saying things of the, about the word that's pertinent to your life. He'll start speaking to you, and then after a while, you don't need the paper anymore. He'll just speak to you. you, just, you just, it's just a flow. This is number one way. And the scripture, why don't you skip to the second to the last scripture. Uh, second to the last slide. One more. One more. One more. In 1 Chronicles 28, 19, David said, this is the way I wrote, this is the way I, I got the, the, uh, the workings for the temple. He says, all this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the work and details to be done according to this plan. David said, how do I make a, a tabernacle? How do I do all this, Lord? He said, sit down and I'm going to dictate to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you ready for that? Okay, we have a pen and a, and a paper in the backs of the seats here. I want you to grab it. We're going to be still, and whatever problem that you have, whatever situation you want to discuss with the Lord, write it down there. And then we're going to be still. Brian's going to play real soft for us. We're going to ask the Lord to speak through us to the paper words that will encourage us, words that will strengthen us, words that will give us direction. Hallelujah. Someone want to share anything that they've written? Hmm? Ernie will share. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote um, uh, just the development 
of being that good and faithful steward that God, that Jesus talked about. To have a total confidence beyond all measure in my purpose-driven life, fulfilling my call, which is the call of God, the holy calling. You know, being, you know, knowing, having that, that, that confidence and that assurance and that peace that you're doing that, fulfilling it. Amen. Amen. You feel that was the Lord speaking through you? Yes. Giving you confidence yes. that he's with you. Amen. Anybody else want to share Billy? I just want to say, first of all, when the pastor said um, we're all going to participate immediately, like this fear wanted to come over me and made me very nervous. But um, I just got quiet, and then the Lord gave me 2 Timothy 1.7. That God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind, discipline, self-control. Amen. Amen. Mine's real simple and short. That's how I try to keep things most of the time. Anyway, I just have really low energy. And I, I'm not getting things done. And these are things that I'm, ta I'm thinking about in my life of, of loving the Lord and getting into things. And um, he told me, remember Mary and Martha. That says it all. Amen. I remember a few years ago, Tommy shared, and it's, he always shares it when I, once in a while, about we are owners of nothing and stewards of everything. Amen. Amen. Well, Maureen has been calling the whole congregation, her and Vivian and my son. So you have, you have energy. You have strength in the Lord. Amen? Amen? Irene? God is saying this to all of us. Seek me. Lean toward me. Know my love. I am for you. In me, you can be fearless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mine's kind of like that. It says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Glory in me and I will glory in you. Live life with your whole heart and follow me. Be personable and loving in all that you do for me. I'm wanting fruit in your life. You are my son and I'm proud of you. I have many more things to show you. Know that I love you and care for you. Amen. That's from my daddy. <laughs> he better than me. <laughs> Amen. Anyone else? If not, we'll... Just, the Lord says, I love you. You can do it. Whatever you set your heart. Jesus said, I am with you even unto the end. The anointing is in you. Hi, um, I want to heal people, do miracles, help people, pray, um, greet people, make them feel loved and welcome. Amen. She was doing that this morning, welcoming the people, loving on them. So really, it's all in, on the inside of you. God's got it on the inside of you, and he wants to let it come out. Be confident, be bold, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? Amen.
as the Lord would bless you. He says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. He gives us peace, he gives us rest, he gives us power to overcome all the obstacles of life. Go in the peace and the rest of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.